Hi, I'm Marty Grizzani, and this is The Marty Grizzani Show. As a full-time real estate investor and business owner, I have a real fascination of finding the key principles for business success and personal development. This show is a reflection of my personal mission to find out what truly makes somebody successful in business and in life. We will find tools and tactics that they've used to reach those levels. If you're the type of person is not satisfied with average and you have a hunger for learning that will never cease, this show is for you. Welcome to the show. Probably need you to go into, you know, who you are, what you do, but I, uh, you know, I think it is cooling off the, a bit. I, I, I always think this though. I think that like the quality will win, right? I think like quality will always get attention. I, I think, yeah, I think the, the days of the, you know, 1990s hasn't been touched in a while house in Penfield or Webster or Hilton that you can just, you know, maybe you, you, it'd be like a no brainer, 50,000 over asking, you know, last year. Yeah, that's probably done. Um, but if you, you know, do the quality work and it's done the right way, I still believe that there will be buyers for that. There's just such so low inventory. I mean, the, the higher, higher end houses might dip, you know, like the five, 600, you know, like those, but the houses you're doing, you know, it's, probably not going to affect much with, but it'll be interesting because I've never been in, I've only been in this for five or six years. So I've never been in a dip, you know, a dip of, of real estate, you know, dude, that's so funny. You say that because no, we haven't, we've always been in la la land. I think we've had, we've had like the, the careers of, you know, not just saying it's us. It's, it's a lot of people who you could have bought and been dumb and you still would have made money. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I really give like a lot of credit to people who, have been through three of these. Like they saw the 2001, they saw 2006 and seven, and then, or maybe they, they saw what happened in like, uh, you know, I don't even fucking know the, the one before the <laughs> 2001. I just know there was one in 2001 and then the GFC. So if you're, if you're like a, if you're a top level podcaster, like I am, the GFC is the great financial crisis. Okay. Yeah. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love so, it. So, so what have you been doing? What are you working on? Yeah. So we just, uh, I just closed the one in Florida. So we got that, you know, up and running and, and now I'm just, um, figuring out, um, how to, you know, like my, my business partner, like get, get me out of doing the busy work and that sort of stuff and get back onto the, the deal finding and, and marketing to get more of these. Um, so, so this is awesome guys. So you guys got a little bit of a preview because Chris and I, we, we're buddies. We've had, uh, we've been in this business for a couple of years. We both left our full-time jobs. I kind of want to get into that with Chris a bit too, but I'm really excited to talk to this guy because, you know, this is somebody who, and I want to get into this, Chris, is that there was a time where, and it reminded me of a story that I heard from like Patrick Bet David, where he was like, I want to quit. And then his dad was like, just do one more day. Or like Ed Milet, his new book, right? And we're big, Chris and I, I, I he actually got me on Ed Milet, is, uh, you know, the power of one more. And I remember there was a conversation we had where you're like, dude, I think I'm going back to my job. And you, I, you know, we were just shooting the shit. And like, there was nothing that, you know, you were, I, I was just sounding board. There was nothing really like I was going to give you anything. <laughs> but you were like, um, you know, I think you made a decision like one more day or one more week or, you know, whatever it was. 
So guys, I'm going to get into that because I think this is really important for a lot of people to hear this. But I have Chris Lawrence on today. He's an absolute juggernaut. He's a full-time real estate investor. He is somebody who flips houses. He's wholesaled. He's really done everything. He's got rentals. He's got a portfolio. He is now a self-storage guru. He's got properties in New York and Florida. I'm going to go into that a little bit with him. But Chris, first of all, welcome to the show. But I'm not going to let you off really that easy where you can just go, yeah, thanks, Marty, for having me. I want to get back right to where I was just talking to you about with that power of one more. So go into that for us because I like to get right to the F and me. And you were really close to going back to, by the way, a sweet W-2, you know, hundred plus thousand dollar job. It's not like you're fucking, you know, pulling your hair out every day. It was a nice sales job. You knew what you were doing. You were doing very well. Why the fuck didn't you just go back? Yeah. I mean, so we've had many conversations and I was like a month or two away from, from going back. And, um, you know, I, man, it was just, I, I wasn't fulfilled with what I was doing. And when I first started, I'll, I'll kind of give you a little context. I'm up, like Marty said, full-time investor in Rochester, you know, started flipping, wholesaling, acquiring rentals, had some decent success, um, but just couldn't get to where I needed to go fast enough. Um, and, and now fast forward, self-storage kind of got me there faster. But to your point, man, like I was like, man, I, I don't know what, I, what, why did I do this? You know, you're having the, the limiting beliefs and, and fear and all of that, you know, I had a baby on the way, my life, wife was leaving her job. So all the stress and pressure and, and yeah, man, it's, it's not easy, but uh, yeah, I was just kind of going through it and learning and, and kind of just went all in on storage um, because I knew for me, it's, I want the flipping's nice, right? Like, you know, like one day you're cash, cash rich, the next day you're cash poor. And, um, you know, in New York, it takes, you know, 120 days or 180 days to get paid. Um, and I just wanted something that I could create, automate, uh, systematize, um, and work when I wanted, you know, I, I do like to work, but I also want to be able to live, you know, and I didn't see any other way outside of going bigger, you know, and, and buying bigger deals. And, you know, when I was, preparing for this to, to run the risk. So from 18, like probably seven, 2017 to uh, 20, you know, I accumulated um, probably a half a million dollars of, of equity and wealth. Um, and fast forward from 2020 to 2022, um, I have a cost basis or loans on properties of the tune of 4.6 million. And the, the property values are valued or, you know, probably right around uh, $8 million. So I have you know, and it's that almost never happened. <laughs> like I literally was almost ready to walk away from it. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question. But no, I love it. No, I love it. I just there, there's still something there's that's deep down there. There was there had to have been a switch though, where you're like, like where it, it almost is like it's like a, you don't even think about it, and then it's like an oh by the way. But there must have been like a little bit of a push or a momentum hit that you're like, I'm fucking, I'm not going to go back. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. Do you remember what that was? Was it the first conversation that you had? Because you got a funny story about your first self storage uh, uh, deal. Do you think it was that? Like, it, or what was it, man? I just made a decision. Like, I had blind faith. Like, I joined a mastermind. I spent ten thousand dollars to join this mastermind. I'm just like, all right, people are doing this. So it's like, it's, there's proof of concept. It's like, I just need to surround myself with people that are doing it. I just had blind faith and I'm, I'm super competitive. And maybe at times, like I just have this 
ignorance that like, I'm going to make it work or I'm going to figure it out. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I just was like, I'm doing this until I get a deal. And, uh, you know, I had no other option, you know, and, and thankfully, you know, it was my fifth cold call and, you know, use kind of my prior 10 years of sales and building rapport and, um, you know, kind of what, what I, I think my unique ability is, but, but yeah, man, it was just like, I had to figure it out. I hit my, the burn the boats mentality, right. It's like, there was no other way out. Um, you know, so I just had to make it work. I think there's a, yeah. And that's awesome because I, 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 I could, I know that's what happened and, and that's what I wanted people to hear. Cause I think there's people that want to leave their job or maybe they're in a, a position that you were in. And so this is going to be very helpful for them to hear that, like, fuck, do I go back or, you know, do I just give up? And it's like, there's a struggle and, you know, we've heard this before, but it's, you're not failing unless you quit. Right. But there's a struggle that you got to go through in order to get to that, you know, pushing that rock up the hill, you know, you, you got to kind of push and that's hard. But then when it starts to go down, you get that momentum and it starts to go down the hill. You, you know, you're like, yeah, that's, that's what happens. But we owe oh, by the way that sometimes, and I'm glad you went into that. So that, that's really helpful. And, uh, and, and yeah, so yeah, I mean, you do five cold calls and you get this guy in New York, go, go in the store because you're basically like, I'm going self-storage. I do the $10,000 mastermind and you, you get amped up. It's not like you had a ton of money probably to pay for that mastermind. So you're like, I got to do this. I got to make this work. But what was that like? Was it just literally the the first couple of phone calls? And then he's like, yeah, I want to sell. I mean, sometimes you need to get, sometimes you deserve to get lucky after all the punches in the face, right? I, yeah, it was just one of those things. Like I was kind of learning as I was going, like I was like, okay, you know, I learned how to evaluate a deal and, you know, kind of knew what to talk and say. And then yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm looking to sell. And what he was looking to get, like met the kind of rule of thumb metrics. And then, you know, like I, I went to the property, drove the property, just built rapport, kind of went back and forth and, and uh, yeah, we, we, we made it work and yeah, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, and, and how you can take an asset where we bought it for $2 million in, in commercial real estate is valued on NOI, right? So we, uh, which is net operating income. So we've been able to raise the um, NOI or top line revenue um, by like $80,000 just by doing what's called rate management. And it might, that might seem like a lot, but that's like, you know, uh, kind of ballpark, like uh, three quarters of a million dollars or a million dollars in value. Um, and then we're building out, you know, and adding more more storage. Um, but yeah, so what's that process like? What's that build out process like? You're probably learning so much through that too. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's to be honest, it's it's not terrible, but it's like hiring the good people, like hiring the engineer, the good engineer, working with the town. You know, we're we're using the same buildings as the old owner did, uh, same contractor, so it's not terrible. But it's you know, like we're learning through it. Like right now, all the site work is done. Um, they should be starting concrete tomorrow, and that um, you know, probably in a few weeks they'll they'll start you know building the buildings. And there's a need, right? You're seeing that no matter what, you're getting filled up. You you have a waiting list, and people need this, you know. Uh, so that's why you have obviously are building it, right? So you you you're very confident that you're going to have people that are going to be knocking on your door, you know, looking to store with you. Is that correct? 
Yeah. So it's, it's, and storage is based on just radius of, of, you know, like a one, three and five mile radius. And, and through those metrics, there's a shortage of about 70 to 80,000 square foot of storage. Um, so, so that seems to be proving true because all the other folk, folks are full. Um, and it, and what's crazy is like when we bought the property, we have a variety of sizes. So a five by 10 is the smallest. And then a 10 by 30 is the biggest. When we were when I bought it, we were charging forty five dollars for a five by ten. I am now charging seventy five dollars. You know, incredible changes over three hundred fifty units is it's just unbelievable. Like, and people really don't leave, and the people that do leave, you know, like I've been able to backfill it. Like someone was paying forty five dollars, they leave, we clean it out, um, and or the boots on the ground that we have, clean it out, and then it re rents for seventy five bucks and. And we're right around that 95 to 97% full. And frankly, we probably want to be around 90 to 95% full. So we always have like inventory, you know, for customers. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And and I think that's a an aha moment for some people is when they realize that, you know, just increase, I mean, Jesus, that's not just increasing, but you're increasing it. That adds to the value of the of the property itself, right? So go into that a little bit because I think that's that was an aha, aha moment for me when you're discussing just you know over the you know the scale or the or, or over so many units, just a small one to two dollar increase can actually be tens of thousands of dollars worth of value added to that property. Is that right? right? Yeah. So I'll bust the calculator out. So bust it up. Uh, if you increase, so a real life example. So we increased most of our units to say $10 a piece times 335 units is an extra 3,300 a month. Um, so if you multiply that times 12, which is a year is $40,000 in, in, in extra income that we're, we're just creating. So these are bought and sold off a cap rate. So a facility of this size is 42,000 square feet, soon to be 52,000 square feet trade um probably at uh, conservatively a seven cap you know, probably and the, the uh, you want to buy at the higher cap rate and sell at the lower cap rate so it would would sell at probably say we'll just say a seven cap just to be safe so just with that uh, increase of the forty thousand dollars a year i created four hundred seventy five thousand dollars <laughs> or five hundred seventy five thousand dollars in value to the property just by doing um rate increase rate increases, you know, I mean, it's, and it was mind blowing to me, um, like what you can do, like, and that was kind of why I wanted to pivot from, from uh, the single family stuff. It's cause like, you know, you, you can flip houses, make 50, 60, 70, 80 grand, or, you know, I know you've made six figures, which is great, but it's like, when you get into commercial or whatever asset class is bigger, it's just like it, the impact is way, way larger. And, um, the cash flows and and just you know debt pay down just I mean there's for me it, it just made so much sense but but yeah it's crazy man it's almost like you don't believe it <laughs> yeah no and and that's uh, and and that's why that got our attention and obviously you know no one no one deserves it more than you uh, especially someone that's put in the work and so that's that's why it's I wanted John here to talk about it so let's talk about Florida you you obviously you crush it in New York you got proof of concept. You know what you're doing. You have an idea. Things are working out very well on that one. So, how did you find Florida? The Florida deal. What does it look like? Is it similar situation? You're going in raising rents. Is it? It was there add value? Are you building on this one too? Go into that. 
Yeah. So this one uh, is in Florida. Um, my wife's uh, family has a place in Florida. So we want to, you know, I, I'm big in like the lifestyle by design. Like I want to spend a month or two in Florida at some point down the line and um, why not buy a place in Florida? So it's kind of lifestyle focused, but yeah, this property we found cold calling. Um, and I think it's um, like these people own their property 37 years. And what was cool and probably a little ego boost for me, but they said uh, the late, it was a husband, wife, owned it for 37 years. Um, Billy was the, the wife and, and Keith was the husband. And, and Billy's like, Keith, like we, we you got to talk to this kid. There's something different about him, you know, like <laughs> all of every day. Wow. This kid, you know, just seems like, you know, this might work out. And um, we, you know, were able to build rapport. Um, you know, this property is it's perfect mom and pop, no website, you know, they're 25 to 30% below market rates, like, you know, just running it like mom and pop, you know, like they're, they're, you know, salt of earth people, but not running it like a business. So we'll kind of, we're, we're, we closed on the first, we went down there for three or four days. We have our systems in place. And now really I wouldn't have to go back unless I wanted to, you know, probably quarter, we'll do quarter, quarterly visits and, um, yeah, it's probably not as big of a, a home run or an opportunity, you know, like, um, you know, is Southside, the one we bought in New York, but there's room to expand. It's in Florida. They're redeveloping the, the highways and, you know, there's 55 plus communities coming in and house, you know, so it's, it's growing. So we have the room to expand if we want, but really it's the beautiful facility, just run it, you know, rate manage. We have a website and kind of pull our levers to increase the value. Yeah. And you're not having to be a manager full time there. I mean, you're able to like your, your thing is your why is your lifestyle. It's your family. And this is exactly what gives you that it, it gives you your time back. And so you only need a couple of those. They don't all have to be home runs, right? But you get a couple doubles. It sounds like that's a good solid single at the very least. So you get a couple of those you're, you're golden, right? So no, that that's awesome. Now there's something that I've talked about some, with some of my guests and, and I think this, this is definitely you and I, I'm just trying to figure out what it is for people, but there is a level of urgency in the people that I know that have been successful as investors or real estate investors, business owners, people that they've been able to take that side hustle and make it their main hustle, right? why do you have urgency? Like, where does it come from? Is it, um, you know, one of the things I had a guest on Steve Fos and, and maybe this, maybe this is you, maybe it's not, but it was for me. He was like, well, I'm a younger brother. So I had like that little syndrome where I had to like perform. I had to, I had, I was always like, you know, the, the, I wasn't the oldest. So, but I, people were looking at me and I was always smaller than people. He was like, I'm, I was a smaller guy. I'm like, oh, I was a smaller guy too. Maybe it's that. Do I have fucking Napoleon syndrome? But <laughs> you're a, you're a tall, good looking guy. Why is it you? You, you should have, you got the world by the balls. Why do you have so much urgency? Yeah, man, that's a great question. I think I've just always had this fire in my belly. Like I I'm competitive. I grew up racing motocross. I just have this belief and it might be even an ego that like, I'm going to win. And I, if I don't, I'm going to figure it out. And like, I have, like, I always play in my mind. And I think it comes back to like this brainwashing of like, just this positive stuff in my mind of like, I'm going to make it work. And I think it's, it's a little bit of that. And I'm just, that's kind of how I'm wired, but then also too, like the way I was raised and I was raised blue collar, like, you know, none of my family was in real estate. Um, you know, we're, I work for everything I, I have. And I think gr growing up that way has served me. And I think when I was younger, I looked at it as like, oh, my parents aren't rich or parents aren't this or that. 
but that I now flip that to, that's my advantage, right? Because someone, ha- you could have all the money in the world, but if you can't find a deal, it's not going to do you any good. So it's just like, I just have that hunger of like, I know what it's like not to have. And I want, <laughs> you yes. know, I just yes. do what I need to do. And like, I just, I have that urgency. I don't, I don't know how to put it, but it's like, I have that urgency to like, just get it done. And like, you know, I'm always anxious. Like now it's like, I I need to find more deals. And like, I'm, you know, you're, it's like, I read a book. It's great. It's called the gap in the game. So it's like we as entrepreneurs, I'm sure your listeners and you were like this, right. It's like, you're always looking at the gap, right? Like I'm, I'm at X income, you know, $10,000 a month in income. I want to be at 20. That's the gap. And then there's the, the, you know, the, the gain it's, it, man, look, I bet I've came from 10, zero to $10,000. It's like, that's huge. And like, I think we as, uh, or at least I, you know, you don't look at that or appreciate that and you, you become hedonically adapted to that. But it's like, man, if you were to say I would be making, you know, $8,000 a month passive income, I would be, I'd be like, no way. It's so out of the realm of possibility. Like no way I would never buy a multi-million dollar facility because to me, that was so far out of the realm of possibility. And like, out of my comfort zone. Like I just didn't think it was possible. You know, I buy, mm. a, buy a $2 million facility with my partner. And then a few months later, we buy a 1.4 and it's like, I didn't even bat an eye. It's the same 1.4, but it's like, you know, you just adapt to it. And it's, you know, I think it's a, yeah, surround yourself with those people that, that push you and elevate you to help. Is that what it is too? You think that's probably the biggest thing is like just being around people who are doing these types of deals, you know, these types of numbers, because you know, I think, I think that's been a big thing for us, you know, joining masterminds has helped us propel just our mindset. You know, it's, it's been something where it's like, Hey, these guys are doing big stuff and they're not smarter than me. And they're not like working harder than me. That's for sure. So do you think that had a lot to do with it? Yeah, man, it, it, there's something like powerful or magical, whatever you want to call it, when you're with people that are doing stuff way bigger than you, like you just rise to their level, right? Like, because I don't even think I'm, I've made it or I'm successful in my eyes. Like, I'm still like grinding, like I don't have anything. But when you're in a room with someone that closed on a $12 million storage facility, your $2 million storage facility doesn't feel like anything, you know? But if to, to a lot of people, and I'm not discrediting that, but it's like, you just rise your level of like expectations and what you, what you want to accomplish. And I think that that's too, like surrounding, like my social media is all just positive stuff of like just growth mindset, total ownership, like accountability. Like if I'm not doing something, it's because of me, like, how do I get better? You know? And I think that has served me so well that I think if you, you know, like have that growth mindset and just that hunger, it's like, and you're, you're gonna, you're gonna figure it out and, you know, surround, I think surrounding yourself with people that are doing what you you want to do just exponentially grows and, you know, takes that learning curve um, and cuts it way down, you know, because like, you know, a few months ago, you know, I, I joined to give it, so it's you know June of 2022. I joined that mastermind May of, of 2021. And like, wow. just, you know, like it just, it happened so fast. It's like that hockey stick growth. And it's like, I heard a quote and I wrote it down here. It's, it's harder than you could ever imagine. But once you get momentum, it's easier than you ever could have dreamed. And mm. it's so true. Mm. Like now I'm in that point where it's like, 
my monthly bills are taken care of. So I, I have that pressure off of that, like below the line, like taking care of my basic needs. So now it's like, I can do that, that higher level, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs type stuff. So yeah, I mean, that might be a little crazy stuff, but that's, just- uh, that's what we're here for. That's what we want to dive into. I mean, that, that you're so right. I mean, that's where the magic happens. Once you can get your financial, uh, once you can have your, you know, that monthly nut, if you can reach that financial independence, so to speak, through passive investing, then you can go bananas. You can really try things you never did. You can partner on things you never thought you would because you don't have that stress, which like eats at the energy, which right. takes away from you able to doing those things. Because it's really just about energy, right? It's really just about the energy to make that fucking other call or to, you know, email that person back. And it's just like, yeah, I'll get to it. And then it's just like, you slog through a bit, but you're right. If you can do those things, then you can, the energy you have is probably insane where you can go nuts and take care of your family and be there for them too. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the, the more I do of this, it's like the, you can stack it and that almost the easier it becomes mm. systematize this. But yeah, like that energy piece, I'm starting to figure that out. Like you can do everything and do be all things to all people. But it's like, if you really just laser in, like now I'm going to be lasering in on finding more opportunities. So like it's June you know, 8th or whatever it is, my goal is to buy another facility between now and the end of the year. And that won't happen if I'm doing what I'm currently doing, which is all the, the you know, it's like the urgent, but not important, you know, kind of um, admin, just kind of setting stuff up, you know, but we're going to be divvying that up. So my business partner is doing that because that's important, but I'm not going to, I need to push the ball forward to get, you know, more, more opportunities and more leads and, um, so yeah, so it's, it's no miracle or mistake that once I stop marketing deals don't come to me, you know? So it's like when I'm marketing and doing the work, I don't know if it's going to come in a month, a year, the 10th call, the hundredth call, but I know if you do it over time, you're, you're going to find an opportunity. You know, one of the things I wanted to talk about, cause it, I thought it was important to talk about is when we were talking about urgency, you were talking about, you know, growing up and you were like, you know, blue collar didn't really have, you know, a, uh, you saw probably people that had money, right? You didn't probably go on those vacations that all your friends were going on, right? If you were like me, your friends were going to Cancun. You know, I didn't even go on a plane until after after college. Um, so my first plane ride was for for CGI, going for a company, my sales company, and uh, but but that 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 fucking got me, dude. Because my my parents were always like, oh no, like we're we're poor we're poor. Like they would joke around about it, but you know, they were, you know, my dad was a teacher, you know, and my mom was a, you know, like she worked at blue cross and blue shield. She, so she, she wasn't, you know, they probably made like a hundred grand in between them, um, which is not poor at all. You know, right. we had everything that we, that we, we needed, but I, you know, certainly not anything I really, really wanted. Right. Like, so, so do you think that was what, that was one of the things too? Cause it was for me, like just seeing that. And I was like, this is fucking not what I want with my life. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so, yeah. Like I remember young, you know, what my parents, you know, raised me, did great, you know, but at times we struggled. I remember the power going out and not having electric. And and I think those things, how I looked at them before was as a negative, but I think that's as I've shifted my mindset, uh, that is such a positive for me. And just knowing like, yeah, you just, you work hard and, and, and uh, good thing, good things will happen. And yeah, I, I, 
I truly believe that. And I think if you're given stuff, you're not going to have a great appreciation of what it takes to, to get that. And, um, yeah, it's just so much sweeter, you know, like it's just yes. to be able to, to build stuff and, you know, like I'm creating a job for my cousin and my goal is to get her, um, you know, full-time, you know, like our asset managers, you know, so it's just like building a cool little family business and, um, it, you know, it's like what you have with Matt and, and his wife and it's just cool, you know, like you're, you're putting food on people's table and like, you just have a sense of pride of doing that. And it's, it's, it's something bigger than just myself, right? Mm. It's like, you know, I, I think that too has a little bit to do with it. You know, that definitely gives me energy and that definitely, I can see gives, gives you energy is like, Hey, you know, if I am feeling like, you know, tired or, or down or anything, it's like, Hey, it's not just about you, buddy. You got a partner and you know, he's got a family and you got a family and you got, you know, you know, Hey Marty, you got two cats at home. You got to take care of. <laughs> so, hey, they need to eat. They need to eat. They need to eat, and they have a, They have you know. They 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 expect they expensive uh, pate. So I got to take care of these boys. Yeah. Right. Um. So so here's something. You're you know you're you're probably one of the more positive people, and uh, you you give me a run for my money on my positivity. <laughs> you know, there's like there's some serious dark times in this in this industry when you're by yourself you know, and, uh, in this business, how do you stay positive sometimes? Like, do you, when you have like a negative thought, are you like uh, super, like on top of it where you're like, Nope, that's a bad negative thought. Like you'll know about it right away. Like, is that like, oh, shit, that's a limiting belief. I'm going to get that right on my skull. Like, how do you deal with like limiting beliefs? How do you deal with like some of the negative thoughts? Do you immediately like shit? I'm no, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Like, how do you do it, man? Because it, it's something I'm always having, Mm-hmm. It's something that I'm cognizant of all the time. Like that's a negative thought, brother. You got to get, you, you know, I, I'm always saying to myself, cause I'm like, I'm like, I go, shut up. You're being a baby. Get mm-hmm. over it. You're mm-hmm. such a baby. Let's go. So, but you know, that's not always easy. And that's, and that's certainly tough for people who've never had maybe some like, you know, uh, I guess like some, some real mental uh, strength, like going through something that's been really tough for them. Like for me, it was wrestling. I, you know, I cut a ton of weight. I, I was in front of people, you know, getting my ass beat or beating people. And I, I could, you know, there was a mental toughness that you, you win when you're in the practice room and you're, you're going crazy. It's just like you and your motocross, you know, one-on-one on a freaking, you know, something that could kill you. And, you know, you're, 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 you're kind of getting nuts there, but so what do you do? I'm curious. Yeah, I think it come, you know, um, like my wife is a really good sounding board for me, you know? So like, I'll, you know, kind of verbalize my thoughts or limiting beliefs and she'll um, like, you know, that may or may not be true. I, you know, so, so she is really my rock and like, I, you know, I am trying to get better and I'm, you know, I, I need as much practice as the next person, but, you know, avoiding the, the high peaks and valleys, because I, I tend to be, you get a deal, you're at, you're at a hundred percent. And then the next day is like, you're so drained. You're like at, you know, rock bottom. You want to sell everything and go back. <laughs> yes. You know, so I think it's, you know, support network. You're surrounding yourself with people like yourself, you know, listening to, to good stuff, you know, like podcast books, um, understanding like how the brain works and um, yeah, just understanding yourself because it's, we all have limiting beliefs and fears and doubts. I think it's just, you know, understanding what's a thought and what's a belief and questioning that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's not perfect, man, but I try to try to stay active exercise. I try to do the gratitude. I try to read every morning. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's surrounding yourself with people like yourself and, and just lifting yourself up. And, 
because uh, it's, it's easy to go negative. Anyone can go negative and blame this, that in the world. But at the end of the day, no one's coming for you. And um, you just got to got to do it, you know, and, and figure out a way because it's, it's been done. And like I'm, you know, was a, a BC student. I, I'm not that in, in book smart intelligence, but it's like I'm going to work and I'm going to figure out a way to do it, you know, and uh, I think I carried that around forever. Like I had these limiting beliefs like, man, I, I, I can't do this. Like, I, you know, why, why, why me? But it's like, why not me? You know, mm. I, I read a great book that was like, can't hurt me, David Goggins. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've read it, but like I read that book, never ran, a, never, my limiting belief was I, I'm not a runner, you know? So I read that book, tested the theory. I ran a half marathon. Like, <laughs> I, I could do a marathon, you know, trained, ran a marathon, you know? So it's oh. like, how, how much are we, we telling ourselves these replaying these limiting stories or beliefs? And I think that's when it's powerful to get around people that are doing, you know, like masterminds that are doing deals or doing what you want to do you tell them these stories or you see it firsthand that like, you know, that's just a limiting belief. Like this guy's doing it. He's, you know, whatever it is. So it's um, yeah, I think that's been, been huge for me. It's just surround yourself with like-minded people. And you almost feel like when you hang, or at least I do like hang around other friends or people, you know, you kind of see their limiting beliefs or their kind of fears or the stories they're telling themselves. And you it's like I try to convince people, but it's like, you're, you're not going to convince them. It's like, they, it's easy to tell yourself the story rather than, than take the action and do the work. Um, I don't know if you find it that way either, but it's like, it's, it's just funny to me, you know? Oh my God, dude. It's so funny because if, if for the people, for the thousands and thousands of people listening, go back and, and re-listen to that. Cause that's just insane. And it's so true. couple things, uh, you know, being that it's so much easier to be negative, right? That's so easy. And that is so true, man. It is easier to do that. And uh, I can already tell this though, because I know you're you're a nut job like me, and in a way where the the nut job part is that we're so obsessed with development and personal development because we need it so much. Mm-hmm. At least in my head. 100%. For me, for me, right, because I have these valleys and but but it's it's like I need to constantly listen to something or read something to like to just keep on that track because it's hard, brother, right? It's so hard. It's so much easier to complain or or post it some video about, you know, what's going on with Trump or Biden and be like, well, here's the reason. And this is why I'm not acting, you know, this is why this is going on in my family. And it's like, you know, God, it's so much easier. And it's like, you can get sucked down that rabbit hole of just bullshit. But if, if, if you like me, and I know you are, you're just, you're like, I need to keep that completely separate. Don't care. Head down. I'm working on myself for me and my family. Is that you? Is that you, man? Yeah. Like, dude, I, I don't listen to the news. I just, I, I <laughs> that stuff just is draining. Like if it's, if it's something that's going to affect me, um, you know, I'll, it, it'll affect me. I, it's like, I'm not going to live life in, in fear and in the news. It's just like, cause that stuff just drains your energy to do the good stuff. It's like, it, it, you just, you only have, it's like, a, you know, a battery, right? At the beginning of the day, you have a hundred percent by the end of the day, you know, you're drained, you know, and you need to recharge. And if you're doing, doing that stuff and complaining and it's like, 
people are always complaining about gas prices. And I, I posted something on social. It's like, I'm just grateful I can afford gas, right? Mm. Some people can't afford gas or, and don't have a car, you know? So it's like, I don't know, maybe we need to make more money, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's a good, that, that's not even coming at like a, a negative way. It's like, no, what, what can I do to, right. you How know, not be in this situation. Right. Right. So, so yeah, so it's, I just try to, I just try to be positive because it's, it's easy to go negative and, and, it, and I'm not perfect, like, you know, but like, I'm always hungry to learn more and to grow. And that's a slippery slope too, because it's like, I'm, you know, my wife and I were just having this conversation. It's like, yeah, you, you've been saying the next deal, like, and then I'll kind of relax and chill, but it's like, I find I'm most happy, like when I'm working and doing what I want to do and, and growing, um, but, but being able to put my foot on and off the gas when I want, um, because I, you know, I like working, but it's like, I also like, you know, I want to travel with my wife and daughter and be with my daughter when all of her events and do whatever I want, whenever I want, you know, if I want to turn it off for a week and not do anything, I want to do that. Or if I want to, you know, go hard for a week or whatever, it's like, I want that freedom and flexibility, um, that to create the, the lifestyle kind of by, des- by design, like what I want to do. No, and you're doing that, and uh, and that's why it's 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 awesome. It's inspiring, um, and and that and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about too. Is you know, okay, what does it look like after this? Is it I'm going to continue self storage? Do you have like an area that you like? Is there is there like, hey, here's the type I'm looking for. Like, how do you how do you source right now? Is it just is it cold calling? Is it letters? Is it texting? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, so I I'm just cold calling, um, building a you know more like niche list, like folks that don't have websites and don't have you know just kind of you know bad reviews and just it's more like zoomed in, um, you know, and kind of not not buying like a bulk list and just just cold calling and. And for me, like I, the, the number that comes to mind, I want to get to the $20,000 a month in passive income. Got it. And I should be right around, um, you know, 10,000 uh, at the end of this year, you know, from the storage and kind That's of, amazing. Uh, you know, um, you know, storage in the rental properties that I've acquired. Um, and I think 20 to me would kind of get me to that number, but it's like, I, you know, I was looking at my journal, man, when I first started in 18, you know, my goal was $3,000. <laughs> Um, I would be the happiest person ever. And it's like, like, again, it's that hedonic adaptation, right? Like I got to that 3000 and then you want six, you want eight, you want 10. So I I think I want to get to 20 just because I want to do cool stuff and and be able to do it. And, and, you know, fortunately or unfortunately that requires money. So we got to make some sort of money, but like, um, I don't know, like I just enjoy it. I enjoy building. Like, like I said, I want want to be able to, uh, my cousin wants to make $4,000 a month you know, and to her, that seems wildly outrageous and crazy. So I want to get her to that number. Um, you know, I just want to build a cool team, you know, um, grow, um, and, uh, yeah, just, just keep having fun with it. So I don't, I don't really have an end, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 30, uh, three, turn 33 and I'm, I'm quote unquote retired, right? Like I, I, I have my, you know, passive income, you know, that covers my bills, but, um, you know, I just want to, want to keep, keep going. And, and, um, as long as I'm enjoying it, but it's just, yeah, doing the work, finding, find some more storage. Like I might, you know, flip a few houses if I want, like maybe one year and make 40, 50 grand. Um, because I set up, you know, some, some, you know, SEO and PPC marketing and, um, but 
yeah, I mean, just be able to choose what I want to do. And I think once I got into flipping full time, I wish I was kind of envious of you and, and Matt, you guys have a great system of like, you know, seemed like anyways, like deal finding your, your, that's your, your jam. And, and Matt kind of does the operations and I just burned myself out because I was kind of doing everything. I was deal finding. I was, you know, you know, co- you know, managing contractors, doing all that work. And I quickly learned that it's a lot of work to do, or at least I wasn't going to be able to scale to what I needed to, to do. Um, yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. I just ramble a lot, but I love it. No, I mean, it's, it's what, it's what it is. It's the, it's the truth, right? That's the reality. Yeah. I think it's uh it's awesome that you kind of knew, you know, some people just try to do something just to, because it's, it's like the cool thing. Um, e- even if it's brain damage, um, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm buying rentals because it's like, it, that's, that's what it's, you know, that's like the cool thing. And, it, and it's like, but are, do you want to do that? Dude, and that man, took me some time to to kind of get that, you know, same, because I think, again, it comes back to that ego, like you want to have the numbers of the rentals and then this and then that and <laughs> I have a, a duplex in Rochester that I wish I could get, you know, like I, if I never saw that again, I would be the happiest person. ever. <laughs> it's like, on paper, it's, it's a good deal. Like, it's probably worth 180. We bought it for 60. It has not some ideal tenants, it needs a lot of work. And we've done some of the work and we've taken it to like, three quarter, you know, half the way. And it's kind of like in between, I just, now it's not worth my time to do that and to get the good tenant in there, but someone it might be, you know, so it's, um, yeah, man. And, and I, I want to hit on a point. I, I just thought of it. It's like, I think you and I, or, or at least I know I, when I was 24, 25 was making six figures and, and, and had the, the society's idea of success, right. I had the, the six figure job. I had the company vehicle. I had the get, you know, I had the, you know, the house and all this. And it's like, I'm like, I'm bored. Like, I'm just not fulfilled. It's like, well, this is it. Like, I don't want to do like, and I, I think that's, we were fortunate in a way to get, get lucky or, or, you know, had these successes early on, because I think when people get old, when the older you get, the harder it becomes to go away from that job when you build that lifestyle up. Right. Like it's like my wife and I live pretty lean and mean, but like, if you, you start, you know, buy the bigger house because you got the new job and then you buy the car and then you buy this. And then it's just like, you just keep rising your, you know, uh, income and expenses. Um, so I just wanted to share that. I thought that. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. And very lucky, very lucky. I mean, uh, sales, geez, you know, that's where you made your six figures. That's where I was able to do that. And it, uh, it really, you were able to kind of, you know, we lived really, really good. I mean, we, I mean, we live lean. I mean, I'm, I'm still in an apartment for crying out loud. It's a one bedroom now. Yeah. Do, you know, do we are owners and partners on a hundred plus units? Sure. But, but I still live in my one bedroom apartment with my wife and uh, yeah, I always tell her like, God, and, and, and this is kind of like that, that other world that we could have went down. It's like, could, could I have potentially been, you know, 200, 250, you know, $250,000 a year house in Victor, the car that we want, you know, two cars that we wanted, the in-ground pool, but then that would be it. Then you're done and that's it forever. Right. right. And that's cool. Right. Super good. Yeah. Very cool. Better than what I, you know, you know, better than I deserve. Right. But 
that wasn't where I'm supposed to end. That's not the end story. So yeah, dude, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're, we're both going down this road. This is not a finished, this is not finished by any means. This is, this is a daily, you know, where are we going? Uh, sort of thing, you know, because, you know, for us, yeah, we got the flips going, we got this wholesale business, we got this flip business, we got this rental business, and they're all working together. I mean, it is vertical in a way, but it's not, we're not going to, we're not, you know, Matt and I, we all know, hey, we're not going to be flipping when we're 40. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to wholesale when I'm 40 or, you know, I don't even want to do that next year or the next two years. Like, I'm already out of that. I'm already like mentally losing the excitement on that, you know, even flipping, I think, yeah, hundred thousand dollar sharks are cool, but it's still, it's still, it's, it's almost getting, it's getting boring. Is it's, that, yeah, is that really what it is? You know, it's a job. It's a job. You want to build a business, you know? Right. Um, right. Cause we're in it. We are the business. There's no, there's no way to really not, not in New York, man. Other, other States, maybe I could see it for sure, but not in New York. I, I just don't see, cause there's gotta be like, a real time cycle or like there's got to be a real with like in reason when you get paid right like when you close in florida or texas and you can close in 14 days seven days you know like you need predictable revenue right right you don't get predictable revenue here it just it doesn't work that way right so yeah and and that and that and that's kind of where we at we're at so we're you know we're definitely but for us, man, we're a little we're a little funky, and that's why I want to talk to you because it's like we're interested in self storage, we're interested in retail plazas, we're interested in you know we're not interested in mobile home parks anymore. <laughs> well, that I know we're not interested in that, but we're in, we're just we're interested, we're curious on things. Is that a negative? I would say I, I believe it is. You know, just because it. There's so many ways to make money, you know, and, and all of the ways you mentioned, you know, it's just really getting, I think it's, and for me, it's getting, you know, it was, it was getting clarity. I'm like, what do I want my life to look like? You know, like with these storage facilities, if I wanted, once I get them up and operational, I could spend five hours a week running a facility, you know, once you, once you get it, you know, you got to get the deal and I make it sound easy, but like, you know, if you get that one rock solid deal, I mean, where are you going to make? you know, uh, seven or $80,000. And if you wanted to work five to eight hours a week, you know, so, but, but I think it comes back to like, you got to just, fo- you know, pick, pick something and focus. But, but to my point earlier, you guys are in that fire and, and doing the, the flips and the wholesaling. So it's like, you got to keep that going. But I think if you, I think if you were able to come up with a plan and just focus in on it, you're, you know, you're a way better cold caller than I am and way more talented with that space that you would be able to find a deal, but it's, you got to just narrow in on it, you know, in, in my opinion, you know, that's. But, no, thank you. I, this is what this is about. This is a, this is about, Hey, this shows him for me and me only and the people that want, <laughs> this is my own, this is my own way of learning. But uh, no, it, it's true. I was listening to Ed Milet. I was going. I actually went back to his like first shows. They're so good. If you haven't yeah. listened to them, they're so oh, good. Yeah. yeah, they're so good. This is. I think this is probably where his like, like a lot of his like mastermind speeches are, are from like the original ones. He's like forgot to delete them or something because they're unbelievable. 
but he was saying like you got to get clear way more clear way more defined way more he's like and that was my that was my advantage over my competitors because they weren't really sure they had some you know they, they they didn't they weren't exactly you know crystal clear on on their what on their wants and what they were looking for and what they are so and that's so that's that's uh that's for us to figure out you know that's that's for really for us to figure out but but there's something to that like and, and i didn't and i'm just starting to figure it out and i don't have it 100 percent. but it's like we'll have 52 so we'll have close to 80,000 square feet of storage it's like i know to get me to my number i'm we're gonna need like 160,000 square feet so it's like i know i'm halfway there to get me to my number if you know assuming you know some you know, just kind of basic things, but I need, you know, I need another 80,000 square feet of storage to get me to roughly by $20,000 a month, you know, so that could be a few more deals or, or whatever that looks like. But yeah, it's just getting, getting clarity on that, I think has been, been helpful. And, you know, cause it's like, you know, you, you sent me a deal um, today and I, I just knew it wasn't for me because it's not, it doesn't fit my model, but it could it work for you. Absolutely. You know, like it's, it's just, um, yeah, getting kind of having that criteria and like, yep, this is where I buy and this is what I buy and this is how big I'm buying. Because I think once you get your, once you get a facility, you'll know, like there's just as much work in a 20,000 square foot facility as there is a 50,000 square foot facility. So it's like, you know, if you need, if you need that 10 or 15,000 square foot facility, to get started and learn the business by all means do it. But you know, you know, it's like, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to buy a $2 million facility of 42,000 square feet. Like, I didn't even know what that meant. Like, you know, a year ago, I'm like, I don't know what 42,000 square feet means. But <laughs> like, that's a good size facility, decent size facility. And, um, you know, and what's, yeah, so I could keep yeah, on Yeah, 300 plus units. It's a great, first, it's a unbelievable first one, right? I mean, wouldn't that be unbelievable? Yeah. That's not a yeah. mini one. That ain't mini. That ain't a mini self-storage. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's just, yeah, we're, we're out and um but it's it's uh putting your place you know putting yourself in the right spot to get lucky and and you know taking advantage of an opportunity um and, and looking back it's like man it, it's hindsight but like when you're going through it i was scared out of my mind man <laughs> like to buy a two million dollar facility like it looks like it all worked out great now but it's like i was i didn't know if it was a deal you know like you're you think it is but until you to again take that blind fate you know have that take that leap of like your community's telling you it's a deal. You know, you've, you've checked all the boxes, you know, Jamestown's not going to fall off the map. You know, it is in New York. And like, one of my fears is people aren't flocking to New York, but it's like, there's, there's good businesses. There's good, you know, metrics there that Jamestown's going to be there, whether I'm, I own, you know, Southside storage or not, you know? So it's again, that, you know, those limiting beliefs creeping in. That's and right. I think that could, at times you could get to that point and then never pull a trigger. You know, hmm. did you do a SBA is an SBA something that we should consider or anybody that's looking to do self storage? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you can, um, like there's a live Oak bank. That's a, you know, a storage friendly, um, bank, but there's more like seasoning and, um, requirements and just it, the process takes longer. But if like, yeah, the SBA can be very advantageous. Like someone in our community bought one and it was 10% down and, you know, he bought a million dollar facility for, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and some change, you know, but for me, like I I've talked a little bit um, on other podcasts, but my business partner um, is the, the money guy. Right. So like not everyone has access to the $2 million, but my partner was able to buy that facility. And I, I know listeners are probably thinking, Oh, it must be nice. I don't have anyone that give me $2 million, but it's like, 
my business partner, when I first started, I had to beg, borrow, and steal to give him to give me twenty thousand dollars. So when I <laughs> I built a track record, and then he kept following me, and it was like proof of concept. And then now it's like we have that trust, and so it's like you know you always have some sort of um, advantage. And and for me, it was learning the business and that he he didn't want anything to do with it, but he had the money and capital. And over time, he's like, man, this has some real legs and makes sense. And fast forward, he's going to be leaving his job and, you know, we're going to be doing it full time, you know? So it's, I guess it's just, um, yeah, man, it's just. Uh, Unfair advantages are great things. Everyone's got one, you know, yeah. everyone's got them. And, and if you're not taking advantage of it, that's a huge mistake. Right. You know, right. it's a huge, it's a huge mistake. So no, that I want to be cognizant of Chris's time, but this has been this has been awesome. I, I need you to ha- I need to have you back on all the time because I think these are good conversations. It's super mindset heavy. Uh, you know, Chris, where can people find you if they want to know more about you and maybe if they have a self storage deal and they want to you know get your opinion on it, maybe partner with you. How, how can people get how, you know how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I'd say the best way would be um, Instagram. It's just Chris. I need to change this handle. And it's Chris Flips Rock. So C H R I S Flips R O C. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active on on social media. I do post some stories and try to just post helpful stuff. And as do you, Marty. I mean, this is cool to what you're doing with the podcast and to have this archive of uh, moments in time and 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 to look back one day, I think you'll uh, be grateful that you did this. So I, you know, thanks for motivating me, you know, and, and a lot of people that you're helping out. I know you're you're, do, you're doing a good deal there. So thanks, brother. Appreciate you a lot. That was Chris Lawrence. He's an absolute beast. I love love this guy. So thanks, Chris. We'll see you next time. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning into the Marty Grizzani Show. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, leave us an honest rating and review. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us for weekly episodes.